Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm Jana, and joined as always by my lovely co host, the Sherpa, Scott Sweeney. How are Hello. you today, Scott? I'm great. How are you? I'm just trying to make heads and tails of all these injuries and benchings and the quarterback uh, roulette we're playing this week. <laughs> can I can I get one thing off my chest right now? All this Go ahead. Buffalo Bills back to the playoffs thing just because they beat two crap teams from New York that'll both likely have top five picks in the draft next spring is, is just really getting under my skin. I, I hear you. I'm not. I'm not ready to say that those are going to the playoffs, but I am ready to say they might be better than we think they are. That maybe Josh Allen's not as terrible as you think he is. Uh, <laughs> not there yet, huh? No. No. <laughs> not sold. Not sold. <laughs> well, we have quite a show for you tonight. Very action-packed, as we're already teasing. Uh, We've got everything from injuries, which, believe me, it's a lengthy one today, news and notes, trades, benchings, who to start, who to sit, daily fantasy picks, uh, game predictions, all that good stuff. We've got waiver wire I can't talk today. Waiver wire picks and projections for you. And, of course, we're here for you an entire hour. We're live with you until 10 p.m. Eastern time, and we're here every Wednesday night at 9 Eastern, like clockwork, helping guide you to victory, unless, of course, you're playing us. But in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, you've got lineup questions, you want some advice, you just want to talk football or sports, you can find us all over social media all the time. We're on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show. I'm at JKIM16, and the Sherpa's at Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can also find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And so, like I said, we've got all kinds of good stuff to get to tonight. So do you think we should just jump right in? Sure. Otherwise, I'll just start venting and the show will be gone. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll get to some of that later when we talk about your okay. Giants. Um, no. But in the meantime, you've got, you've got time to basically cook an entire turkey dinner because this injury report is not a small one this week. Um, in fact, the Eagles so injured that they just canceled their practice and made it a walkthrough today uh, because they literally don't have enough players that they can afford to have someone get hurt at practice. Deshaun Jackson's going to be out approximately two weeks with an abdom- abdominal strain. Alshon Jeffrey is day-to-day with a calf injury. Corey Clement is dealing with a shoulder injury. And Dallas Goddard is dealing with a calf injury as well. They're being listed as day-to-day, but from what I understand, they're a lot closer to doubtful. Uh, so certainly have a plan B. Uh, Carson Wentz is probably just you know, hanging out with Nelson Aguilar, just trying to get on the same page, trying to find somebody to throw the ball to this week. We'll talk about that when we get to the Eagles game later on. In case you hadn't heard, Ben Roethlisberger's having elbow surgery. He's done for the year. That means Mason Rudolph is your starter out in Pittsburgh. James Conner also left the game on Sunday with a knee injury, but the MRI says there's no structural damage. He's planning to play even though he did not practice today. Uh, Out on the West Coast, Drew Brees had surgery today on his thumb ligament and his throwing hand. He's going to be out up to six weeks. 
Timetable still a little uncertain. Sean Payton is not naming a starter. Everyone kind of thought it'd be Teddy Bridgewater. He's planning on using both Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. They do have packages for both of them. It seems likely Teddy Bridgewater, for all they've invested in him, is probably getting the bulk of the work. But Sean Payton's a little wild. You never know. Trevor Simeon is out for the season. More uh, snaps than uh, than. Um, That's true. Uh, yeah, if he gets the most snaps this weekend, they, they've got far bigger problems than Drew Brees being hurt. That's sort of what I'm thinking, but I guess Sean Payton thinks we're all stupid. I don't, I don't know. He's handling his oh. press conference is a little weird. I think not having Drew Brees it has him kind of spinning right now. Trying to uh, turn his Jets game into are... must-see TV. Hey, you know, I think Tune people will be watching. Decision on who I just don't Teddy understand if you if you go so all in in the off season that you won't trade Teddy Bridgewater that you sign him to, for all this money you you secure him and then you're like no no he's not our guy like then why did you keep him around doesn't make sense you got to pick one direction or the other Sean Payton you can't do both. The Jets have a bit of a quarterback problem as well. Uh, Trevor Simeon was starting for Sam Darnold, who's still dealing with mono, uh, but he's actually off for the season with an ankle injury. <laughs> now Luke Folk is going to be uh, your starter until Sam Darnold is healthy. Adam Gase was Once quoted today at his press Gina. conference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, he's, he's available. Uh, Adam Gase was quoted today in his press conference of saying, if his spleen bursts, we've got a problem. So it sounds like Sam Darnold probably not close to playing yet, at least another week or two. I, it would be a problem if his spleen bursts. So in the meantime, the Jets are still the it Jets. Just take him in the tent uh, and he'd be fine again. It, it, maybe. It's possible. Like a magic show back there. Uh, in Carolina, Cam Newton uh, has apparently re-aggravated his mid-foot sprain. He's wandering around in a walking boot. He's very questionable for this week. If he can't go, Kyle Allen would be your starter in Carolina. I'm sure you guys are all racing to the waiver wire to pick him up or you already have him stashed away. Uh, But for what it's worth, it looks like there's a pretty decent chance he's going to be under center this week. Uh, Cowboys wide receiver Michael Gallup had minor knee surgery. He just had it cleaned up a little bit. Meniscus was a little frayed. He's going to be out probably two to four weeks. Detroit released yeah, running back CJ Anderson. Yeah, I think I think they'll be okay against Miami without him, but we'll get there. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Detroit released running back CJ Anderson this week and signed Paul Perkins. Kind of a wash there. Chargers signed tight end Lance Kendricks. Remember Hunter Henry is uh, on IR and not doing great. The Browns tight end David Njoku also not doing awesome. He left Monday night's game with a concussion, but also apparently suffered a wrist injury and surgery is now on the table for that. So his timetable is unclear. Also still not out of the concussion protocol. So he's having kind of a rough week. Uh, the Miami you Dolphins are... that before are, you can have wrist surgery or not? I, I don't know. I, good question. If you're with Cleveland Browns, you're playing it fast and loose. So you're probably having surgery like right now. Um but uh, the Miami Dolphins, not even trying to hide the fact that they're gunning for the number one pick. I don't know why they feel like they need to keep trading players away because they're doing a pretty good job of getting that number one overall pick with what they're putting on the field. Um, but not only, not only did they ship out uh, a couple of players, but they're also now shopping. They're starting running back, Kenyon Drake, because you don't need a running back to win football games, apparently. But, I mean, whatever, whatever Miami. doesn't make any sense. Uh, Jacksonville also having some issues when your head coach and your star defensive player need to be physically separated on the sideline. Generally not a good thing. Now Jalen Ramsey is demanding a trade. He's saying he's going to play through uh, the trade talks. Reportedly the Chiefs, Seahawks, and the Eagles are the most linked names. 
whether or not he actually gets traded. Not shockingly, not the Dolphins. I, I'm surprised the they're not Jets. trading for him just to trade him away. You never know; he could yeah, pop up on the Jets. State. Yeah. My favorite theory, speaking of the Jets this week, was um, Pat McAfee floated on his podcast that he thinks that the Patriots traded Demarius Thomas to the Jets to give Sam Darnold mono. Just sent him in as a sleeper uh, cell, basically, and now he's he's not even playing; he's hurt. So, no, I I yeah, think so it's an interesting of being theory. Favored by thirty points, they're favored by forty points, and they play this week. You know what? Maybe they bet big in Vegas. I don't know, but I like the idea. Your no, Gi- your Giants this week uh, had a a little bump in the road, a little news. I I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, they are. Officially benching Eli Manning and starting Daniel Jones this week. Eli has opted to not waive his no-trade clause. He is in his upper 30s. He's got two kids, and he's won two Super Bowls. He's pretty settled in New Jersey, so it seems he's content to stay there for the moment. Uh, R.I.P. Daniel Jones, you're going into an awful situation. But, yeah, I don't know why Eli Manning wouldn't. There are jobs available, but it, he seems like he's okay where he is. But uh, we'll see how long that lasts. Marcus Mariota is is battling a quad injury. He fully practiced yesterday and today, so he's planning on playing barring a setback. Packers tight end Jimmy Graham is dealing with a groin injury. He was limited practice. He should play this week. Chiefs running back Damian Williams is dealing with a knee injury. He did not practice. Not looking good at all for this week. I'd be surprised if he played. LaShawn McCoy also missed practice today, uh, but he did do some work despite dealing with an ankle injury. It looks like he's going to be okay to play this week, and he's probably getting the bulk of the carries there. So certainly something to keep an eye on. The Ravens tight end Mark Andrews did not practice with a foot injury. He seems like he's going to be fine to play this week, though. Buffalo running back Devin Singletary still dealing with a hamstring injury. He did not practice. Look for an extra heavy dose of Frank Gore this week out in Buffalo. A.J. Green is still not practicing with that ankle injury for the Bengals. Keep an eye on him. He should be back sometime in the near future, but we'll see. Colts running back Marlon Mack dealing with a calf injury as well. That is the new oblique. It seems everyone's got one. He did not practice. He's questionable for this week. T.Y. Hilton was limited with a quad injury as well, but Jacoby Brissett fully practiced despite having a sore knee. So it looks like the Colts are getting a little bit healthier. Their biggest issue, though, is linebacker Darius Leonard is still in the concussion protocol. Definitely keep an eye on that because that's going to completely change the look of their defense if he doesn't play this week. Raiders wide receivers J.J. Nelson and Tyrell Williams both were limited at practice with ankle and hip injuries respectively, and Josh Jacobs also was pretty limited with a hip injury. It looks like they're all planning on playing. Tyrell Williams seems to be the least healthy of the bunch, but keep an eye on it. Tom Brady popped up on the injury report this week, and shockingly, it's not with a right shoulder injury, which was the injury du jour for about three and a half years. He was limited at practice with a calf injury. I think he's going to play this week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> tight end Matt Lacoste, <laughs> I think he might be able to. Tight end Matt Lacoste was limited with an ankle injury. He played all last week. I think he'll play through it again this week. Jets wide receiver Demarius Thomas slash potential sleeper cell from the Patriots is not playing with a hamstring and knee injury right now. Keep an eye on him. That's probably going to go down to He runs over time. to the Patriots sideline after every play and tells them what's coming. He tears, and tears off his jersey up. and underneath it's a Patriots jersey. It would be great. Yeah. It's 90s wrestling all over again. Uh, Newsflash, Sam Darnold still has mono, still not playing football indefinitely. Please don't start him this week. 
Cowboys wide receiver Tavon Austin is in the concussion protocol. He's not practicing. Not looking great for this week. Uh, I think they'll, again, be okay without him. Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard missed last week with a concussion, but he was limited today. That's a good sign because he's on the field, which means he's out of the concussion protocol. Unfortunately, Cody Latimer, another wide receiver for the Giants, now has his own concussion, so they seem to be contagious. He's not practicing. It doesn't look great for him this week. A note from the quarterbacks in Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston is playing through a foot injury, but his backup quarterback, Blaine Gabbert, who you all know and love, not practicing with a shoulder injury, not sure how severe that is, but something to keep an eye on because if he gets knocked out of the game, not really sure what's going to happen. In Carolina, tight end Greg Olson was limited as he's playing through a back injury. He played through it last week. I fully suspect he will again this week. In Texas, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins is limited with an ankle injury. He's going to play this week. Steelers tight end Vance McDonald is also limited with a back injury. I'd keep an eye on that one. And uh, Green Bay just traded about an hour ago. Their kick returner, also wide receiver Trevor Davis to the Raiders for a six-round pick. So I guess they're making special teams look a little different. And just in case you weren't following through that 45-minute injury report, uh, between the injuries and the benchings of quarterbacks this week, that means your Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks of Super Bowl 42, 43, and 44 are all not playing this week. Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and Drew Brees, respectively. So uh, the times, they are a-changing. Certainly a different look this week than it was last week going into the games. Yes, and one other bit of quarterback news, the Colts waved. Chad Kelly today, which means he'll have more time to prepare for Halloween this year and hopefully come up with a better costume than he did last year. We can certainly hope. He was coming off a fresh two-game suspension as well, so he's well-rested. Not the world's best decision-maker, but there are a lot of job openings for quarterbacks right now, so he may he may we'll land somewhere. Get one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah Colin Chad Kaepernick Kelly apparently yeah. won't, but he is. No. No. And uh, Taco Charlton was waived by the Cowboys today, so I guess that makes today free Taco Wednesday. Yeah, it's also National Cheeseburger Day. Unfortunately, there's nobody oh. in the league named Cheeseburger, but uh, so it's it's a belated Taco Tuesday. Happy National Cheeseburger Day. I mean, we don't discriminate here. Unfortunately, the no. Cowboys discriminate against Taco Charlton, though. He's now a free agent. Yeah. Maybe the Jets will pick him up and trade him. <laughs> or he can sign with uh, Jacksonville. That's my new thing is I just want the Dolphins, the Dolphins. to pick people up and trade yeah. them or, you know, I just, I, I think this would be very interesting. I potentially a record could be set. I feel like there are more trades happening early in the season than maybe ever before. feels like a lot it, of that going one on. One last right thing now. before we get to the waiver wire, I think when the Jets and the Dolphins eventually play each other this season, I wouldn't be surprised if the over under on that game is zero. It, it's tough. I mean, what what's it been? A hundred and two to ten. The Dolphins have given up and scored this year so far. Well, the Jets are dropping like yeah, five. I mean, they don't even have quarterbacks. They're, they're both underdogs by like eighteen to twenty points this week, and that's probably generous. So, yeah. Apparently, it's real... the first week where there are two games with uh, twenty plus point spreads. The uh, Patriots and Cowboys are both favored by more than twenty points this week. Yeah, that's going to be pretty ugly. That's ugly. Yeah. So, all right, shall we move on to the waiver wire? Uh, starting with Let's running crazy. backs, we've got uh, Carlos High. I'm looking at guys that are generally available in 50% of more um, leagues on Yahoo. We've got Carlos Hyde with uh, Houston. We've got a matchup uh, with the Chargers this weekend. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, uh, Jalen Samuels, 
Ronald Jones II, Justin Jackson, Ito Smith, Raheem Mostart, and uh, Rex Burkhead, who's uh, having himself a nice little start to the season for the Patriots. He is. So anybody you want to add he to is. the list? Uh no no I'm I'm pretty good with that uh it's certainly certainly a different look than I think we thought it was gonna be a couple of weeks ago uh, just between injuries and like I I wouldn't keep Kenyon Drake on a team anymore I don't even know where he's gonna be playing next week and <laughs> it's just it's been like the wild west out there. So for wide receivers um, we've got a bunch of options um, Terry McLaurin really. He's had a couple nice games He's with not the Redskins. Going away. Doesn't seem to yeah. doesn't seem to have a lot of competition for uh, snaps there. So uh, if he's still out there on the waiver wire, you know, he might be a nice speculative pickup. Uh, DK Metcalf in Seattle, McCall Hartman, yes. who's getting a chance to shine in Kansas City with um, you know, Tyreek Hill being out. Mohamed Sanu, old mm-hmm. reliable in Atlanta. Geronimo Allison, James Washington, who was a college receiver with uh, Mason Rudolph as his quarterback, might get some. More uh, looks yep. in Pittsburgh now. Randall Cobb having a nice resurgence in Dallas so far. A.J. Brown. Yeah, especially with uh, Michael Danny Gallup Amendola. out, more, more catches. Yeah, although um, Smith, I think, uh, too, he impressed me on that mm-hmm. uh, bomb that he caught uh, against the Redskins last week. So we'll oh, see yeah. if they uh, give Devin Smith uh, more of a chance uh, going forward then. But um So uh, where did I leave off? Uh, Randall Cobb, A.J. Brown, Danny Amendola, who didn't do much last week, but has a nice matchup against the banged-up Philly um, secondary this week. Kenny Stills, Marquise Goodwin, uh, Nelson Aguilar, who's pretty much the only healthy wide receiver in Philadelphia. Literally the only healthy human being on that team, I think. Yeah. And uh, D.J. Chark with uh, Jacksonville, so you can pick him up and make a Chark week. Yes. I'm very excited about DJ Shark. Shocker of all shocks. I do love all things Jacksonville, even without Nick Foles starting. Um, I'd also throw Cole Beasley on the list. Had himself a nice, nice little day. I think he's going to see some more action. Yeah, just remember who his quarterback is. See, I don't hate on Josh Allen quite as much as you do. I, I hate on Jimmy Garoppolo and Jameis Winston and Cam Newton. <laughs> just bigger Jimmy Garoppolo had a nice game last week. I'm I'm still not ready to. And he wasn't even playing one of the New York teams. I know, I know, which is nice for him. I'm even going to pick him. I'm going to even pick him to win later in this show, despite the fact that it's Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback in that team. Well, I'm picking Josh Allen to win this week, and that doesn't mean I think he's a good quarterback. Look at you! Look at you! Proud of you, Sherpa. It's more the it's more the uh, his opponent this week. So, speaking of Josh Allen, he heads up you. my uh, quarterback pickups this week uh, very begrudgingly. Matthew Stafford, <laughs> uh, Derek Carr, Andy Dalton, Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota, Daniel Jones, Mason Rudolph, Teddy Bridgewater, and uh, Taysom Hill. I think of all the newbie starters this week, uh, Daniel Jones is the one that I think has the highest upside, but. Uh, who, who would you I think, pick in that well, I mean, I, I think out of out of those four, I think long-term, I'd probably want Mason Rudolph out of the bunch. But I think this I, – I might even want Mason Rudolph this week. I'm going to go with Mason Rudolph. I've talked myself into this, although Daniel Jones is going to have to throw for his life. He's going to have to throw. He's probably going to have to put up more attempts than anybody else. But I like Mason Rudolph's team around him, probably the best out of the bunch. 
and I don't think the Giants are going to stop Jameis Winston much this week. So that could that game could be a shootout um, too. So yeah, for it, me, could, it, it yeah. certainly could get weird. Yeah, I, I think I'd almost rather have Daniel Jones take a flyer on him rather than somebody like you know Matthew Stafford or uh, Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's I like just I me. like the feast or famine aspect of it. I will say that. Okay. Um, yeah. Moving on then, to tight end. Moving on to tight end, we've got uh, Vernon Davis uh, backing up the perpetually concussed or injured Jordan Reed. Uh, Jason yeah. Witten, two for two, two weeks, two touchdown passes, and still I'm liking it. not really their primary tight end, I don't think. Uh, Tyler Eifert with uh, Cincinnati. Uh, Will Disley's had a couple nice weeks in Seattle. And uh, mm-hmm. the other cowboy tight end, Blake Jarwin, who if they could combine Jason Witten's yeah. stats and Blake Jarwin's stats into one guy you, you get really one full tight end there, but uh yeah yeah they have uh to split Problem those, is Blake Jarwin uh, catches all the passes Jason Witten ends up in the end zone like what are you gonna do ridiculous yeah. so uh, anyone you want yeah, to I've, add to I've, the tight end list maybe Chris Herndon but I, I think probably Will Disley is the one I'm most excited about on the list he much like uh Nelson Aguilar is one of the few healthy human beings on his team that can catch a football and I think it's working out pretty well for him. Isn't Herndon still suspended for another couple of weeks, isn't he, I think? I'm stashing him. I'm happy to stash him. Okay. The way the people are All dropping right. like flies, I'm putting him on my team. <laughs> okay. Well, if you go by the, you know, pick a tight end up or, you know, go with a tight end who is with a, you know, inexperienced quarterback, then that probably uh, – Portends great things for guys like Evan Ingram and Vance McDonald uh, this weekend, but we'll see what you, you know. Think I'm a big proponent there. of that. All right. Um, as far as defenses, if you're going to pick one up to stream a defense for a matchup this week, a few that I have my eye on are um, the, the two that probably strike me the most are uh, Tennessee and Green Bay. San Francisco yeah. a little more risky because I think Mason Rudolph has a fair amount of upside there, but uh, I don't really see Jacksonville or Denver getting their offenses on track this week. So uh, I, I think the Titans and the Packers are, are pretty good defensive uh, streaming pickups for this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on my desk. I might, if you really are reaching, throw the Seahawks on there. I hate their secondary, but I don't think they're going to give up as many points necessarily as some of the other games this week. So I, I'd throw them on the list as well. Maybe even Arizona. Yeah, I have no problem with Arizona. I'm going to tell you to start them later in the show. Okay. All right. That's how, um, that's how much I believe in Arizona. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid this okay. week. <laughs> so how about uh, top uh, our, our picks, our top picks, and uh, avoid picks for each uh, position? Should we start with running back? Yeah, I think we should. Let's start with the good right. stuff. Yeah. Uh, you want to? Why don't you start with uh, running backs, and then I'll just uh, echo you from the peanut gallery here. Top of my list, a bit of a homer pick, but the matchup's good this week with Ezekiel Elliott playing those Dolphins. We're just trading away all the defensive players anyway. There might not even be a defense on the field. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I've got at number two, and Saquon Barkley at number three. Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, uh, Austin Eckler. Um, Le'Veon Bell, Chris Carson, Sony Michelle, and David Johnson. Running out my top ten. 
you'll be happy to know that we agree on exactly four of those. But one of them is the topic, Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. So we have that I would, going for us. If you didn't have Ezekiel Elliott, we'd have such a big problem. 21 and a half point favorites. Come on. Well, it doesn't mean he has to score all the points, although he probably will. But uh, Probably will. Um, you start him and Dak Prescott, uh, you're pretty well covered. Yeah, that's a pretty good tag team for this week. So Ezekiel Elliott is at the top of my list. Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, James Conner, Sony Michelle, Todd Gurley, Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones, Devonta Freeman, and Carrion Johnson rounding out my top ten with Jordan and Howard getting an honorable mention. Okay. All right. Jordan Howard definitely on my avoid list. <laughs> uh, All right. Hit me with it. Uh, I've got Jordan Howard on my avoid list. I think uh, if anyone's going to have a big game out of that backfield this week, I think it's probably Miles Sanders. Uh, I'm also looking to avoid Damian Williams this week. Like I said, doesn't look great. Kenyon Drake, I don't want any part of it. They might be trading them, they may not be. It's a terrible matchup anyway. Uh, Adrian Peterson, Raheem Mostert, Jamal Williams, Giovanni Bernard. I think I can literally hear your head shaking, like without you even speaking. Um, Brains are rattling. <laughs> Rex Burkhead, Dion Lewis, and Jalen Samuels on my avoid list. All right. Uh, you'll be happy to know the top three guys on my avoid list were all on your recommended list. Fantastic. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. I see the game picks going well. Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Levin Bell. Entire, oh, goodness. <laughs> um, yeah, but when you're that predictable, it's pretty easy for people to gang up but on when you, you're I that think. Good. So. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, so Leonard Fournette, Josh Jacobs, yeah. Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman tandem, Joe Mixon and yeah. Adrian Peterson. My my heartfelt advice on all those guys would be uh, stay as far away as you can. Yeah, nobody needs to wade into those messes. It's just, it's not worth it. There's 400 better running backs to go with. Maybe not, but pretty reasonably close to that. Um, yeah. So I think our How game picks might be there. a little different later. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, right. I'm thinking so. Um, let's let's, so how do wide receivers look for you? <laughs> all right. Um, hopefully we'll have a little bit more agreement here. I've got Devontae Adams at the top of my list, Julian Edelman, Adam Thielen, Mike Evans, Juju Smith-Schuster, Nelson Aguilar, who's probably not on your list, Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper, Stefan Diggs and Josh Gordon rounding out my top 10. And I've got the Chiefs triumvirate of Nicole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, and Demarcus Robinson uh, getting her an honorable mention. Okay. Our, our lists do look a bit different. Uh, I've got Julio Jones at the top of my list, DeAndre Hopkins at two, Keenan Allen at three, Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas rounding out my top five, uh, <laughs> Amari Cooper, uh, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., Adam Thielen, and Juju Smith-Schuster, and Nelson Aguilar actually just on the outside looking in. Gave him a little more respect than you thought, despite the fact that I'm totally not a fan. He is the only healthy body there. We agreed on five and ten. That's not too bad, but you'll be happy to know no, Michael Thomas headlines my avoid list for this week. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, DJ Chark, so no Chark week for me. Tyler Boyd, no Robbie Anderson. Tyrell Williams, DJ Moore, Devontae Parker, and the Paul Richardson, Terry McLaurin combo rounding out my uh, list of uh, avoids for this week. 
I also have have DJ Chark on my avoid list as much as it pains me. Uh, but you know, we we got to do what we got to do sometimes. Uh, also, Cortland Sutton, Curtis Samuel. Uh, I have uh, Marvin Jones, Mark Nicole Hardman, who I know you're higher on than I am this week. Will Fuller, D.D. Westbrook, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Muhammad Sanu. I don't like putting so many Jacksonville receivers on my avoid list, but they're just not going to score that many points this week. So with McCall Hardman, I'm curious, do you think that Kansas City is not going to do well this week, or do you think he's just going to be on the outside looking in as the other guys uh, get all the targets and the, and the receptions? Let me be very honest with you. I pick Kansas City to lose this game. Well, I could, I could see that, but if they're – well, Okay. <laughs> No, Actually, I, 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 I don't. Th- I don't think he's going to be as big of a, a factor. I think you see more Lashawn McCoy and Sammy Watkins out of the bunch. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to uh, quarterbacks, who do you have there? Patrick Mahomes. Despite the fact I think he's not winning the game, I think he's still putting up a good amount of fantasy points. I've got him at the top of my list. Dak Prescott at two. Lamar Jackson. Tom Brady. Despite his limited calf injury, I think he's going to persevere. Uh, Josh Allen coming in at five on my list, likely not there on yours. Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Carson Wentz, and Kyler Murray. James Winston just on the outside looking in. We have a few, and uh, you'd be happy to know Josh Allen is in purgatory for me this week, so he's not on the avoid list. That's actually that's actually an upgrade for him. So I'm I'm not upset about that. He's almost a real honorable mention. Almost, not quite yet. I don't want to confer that status on him before he's actually earned it, but we'll see. He's, he's moving in the right direction. He might this week. I think he might oh. do it this week. Well, he's not playing in New York team this week, so we'll see if he's really the real deal or not. They'll play in okay. Cincinnati. They're not good either. <laughs> Are they playing at the Meadowlands or not? Uh, well, they might. there's still time. They could move the game there. I'm sure it's feasible okay. somehow. Seems totally realistic. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for me, you'll be happy to know um, – uh, Dak Prescott, top of my list for this week. You know, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, also high up on my list. Jared Goff, Jameis Winston, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Mason Rudolph, Aaron Rodgers, and Matt Ryan. Honorable mentions to uh, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, and Philip Rivers. And almost Josh Allen. I knew you were yeah, thinking. Yeah, he's somewhere in the middle there. <laughs> Uh, Jerry Dawson in my purgatory. Yeah, okay. I, I put Mitchell Trubisky on my avoid list this week. I didn't like it, but okay, I did well, it. Numbers don't lie. Uh, Cam Newton also my avoid list. Tell me Gardner Minshaw is not on your avoid list. And he's on your... he's on my avoid list. He's on my avoid list. Okay, I didn't good. like it. He's on my avoid list. Marcus Marietta also on my avoid list. Derek Carr, the Ginger Ninja, Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo. Got a lot of guys to like on my avoid list this week. I just don't love the matchups. I, didn't hear I haven't given up on Gardner Minshew, and I I came I came a breath away from that Jacksonville upset. I just you would have been so furious had you had to come back this week, and that would have happened. <laughs> I probably yes, <laughs> but it didn't. So actually, uh, you know, we're within one game of each other. I, I caught up a little bit this week, but you've still ahead yeah, it wasn't, for the It wasn't great for me this week, but... Eh. You have a one-game lead on me after two weeks. 
So um, my quarterback avoid list, I have uh, Cam Newton at the top of my list, Derek Carr, Gardner Minshaw, Joe Flacco, Andy Dalton, Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and not that you were going to start him anyway, but uh, Luke Falk, if you're in a deep two-quarterback league, uh, don't do it. Do you have have Cam Newton on your avoid list for his fashion choices or his injuries or his matchup? Or is it a combination Uh, of more the injury than the matchup or in the fashion choices don't really weigh into it. But, uh, hmm. yeah, hmm. I just think Superman's uh, case has a hole <laughs> in it right now for whatever reason, and I'm not buying it. It's a, it's a weird time in Carolina. All in on Christian then, McCaffrey, though. Uh, I, I can't be all in on him when uh, Cam Newton is, is hurt like he is. But I just Can uh, you be all in on Saquon Barkley, though? I, I think I can this week because I think Daniel Jones has a pretty significant upside this week. So it's, you know, yeah, I, I think, and hmm. yeah, I think that's a reasonable, uh, you know, okay. that's a reasonable pairing this week, but we'll see. So uh, right. tight ends, Please. I've got Zach Ertz. Oh, did you? Yeah, you gave your quarterback uh, a void list or yep. around yep. to tight ends then. So uh, Zach Ertz at the top of my uh, tight end list, Travis Kelsey, Evan Ingram, the usual suspects, but here's where it starts to get weird. Uh, O.J. Howard, um, Vance McDonald, revenge game against the 49ers this week. That should be fun. Mark Andrews uh, looks like he's going to be a mainstay as long as Lamar Jackson stays healthy. Austin Hooper, Will Disley, and I'm going to throw the Blake Jarwin, uh, Jason Witten combo on my recommended list this week. Uh, just because of uh, who they're playing. There are, and then, there are uh, points to be had out there. And Miami, historically and, not very good against the tight end, even when they're pretending to actually play football. So probably a good week to and start then, them. And then Kyle Rudolph, even though he's he's been kind of missing in action the first couple of weeks, I'll give him one more shot against Oakland this week. And then uh, Jimmy Graham, assuming he's healthy enough to get out there, uh, like the matchup against Denver. Hmm. They're both on my avoid list. Um, top of my list, Travis Kelsey, so we'd certainly agree there. Uh, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, and Evan Ingram rounding out my top four. Mark Andrews, I'm not worried about the injury. I think he's going to be just fine and put up a ton of points. Vance McDonald, I'm also very interested in the revenge game, just like you are. Darren Walker, uh, Waller out in Oakland. Delaney Walker, uh, Jared Cook, Austin Hooper, and O.J. Howard rounding out my top ten. Uh, also, don't forget, don't start David Njoku this week. That dude is not healthy. <laughs> still still showing no, on a lot of top to 10 have surgery. Two concussed yeah, to have wrist hand surgery. That's, that's bad. It's, um, it's hard out there. I might also make the Delaney Walker, Darren Waller uh, mixed up because they're both on my avoid list, along with Noah Font, uh, the Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis combo, uh, Greg Olson, Tyler Eifert, Charles Clay, and... Uh, I hate to, I feel like I'm being a dead horse, but uh, Mike Gusnicki, I, I, I just, I don't know. It's almost like a running joke to have to mention him each week on the avoid list. But uh, I actually um, really like him as a player. Uh, He's just in a really terrible situation, but I'm still rooting well, for you, Mike Gusnicki, I swear. Uh, Jordan Reed, top of my avoid list. Yeah, yeah don't sense. start him on the fantasy team. Uh, Jordan Reed, his quasi-concussed, quasi-healthy status not doing it for me. Don't like the matchup, even if he's healthy. Also don't want to start Vernon Davis. Not liking the Bears against tight ends. It's just not a good day for them. 
Uh, Will Disley, Kyle Rudolph, who is hurting me on several of my fantasy teams. I don't love the matchup for him this week. Noah Font, Trey Burton, Eric Ebron, Jack Doyle, Dallas Goddard, Hayden Hurst, and the aforementioned Jimmy Graham. All right. Uh, how about defenses? Who do you like this week? Uh, I've got the Patriots at the top of my list and the Cowboys coming in second. Again, matchups where there's not going to be a ton of points scored on one side of the football. Uh, as far as number three, I've got the Titans followed by the Bears and the Bills. I've got the Vikings, the Jaguars, the Rams, the Packers, and the Eagles rounding out my top ten. I only put eight on my list of top ten this week, but uh, <laughs> we did have a lot of overlap. I am. <laughs> um, New England was also at the top of my list. Green Bay, uh, Tennessee, Dallas, and Chicago in the next tier. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami scored a couple of garbage time touchdowns against Dallas, but we'll see. And then uh, Buffalo <laughs> and Arizona rounding out my uh, abbreviated top 10, which is really a top eight this week. How about your uh, defense to avoid? I I got crazy and actually put 10 on my list. Uh, The Chiefs at the top of my list, followed by the Seahawks, the Redskins, uh, the Colts, Steelers, Broncos, Browns, Lions, Texans, and your Giants. We have less overlap on the avoid list. I've got Miami at the top Mm. of my list, Jets, Detroit, Oakland, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, New York, and Cleveland. It sounds like we really see this Kansas City-Baltimore game differently, so why don't we get on to the predictions? A little bit. All right, let's let's get crazy. Uh, Thursday night, two teams I really like, two teams you really don't. How are you feeling about it? <laughs> no, this, this is not exactly must-watch TV for me, but if I must pick one or the other, I'll uh, go with the – Delaney Walkers over the Jalen Ramseys, um, 24-17, Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee 21-17. I like the very gritty trying to win it with a two-point conversion last week. I was all in on that. Probably would have just kept the ball in Gardner Minshew's hands if I were the one calling the plays, but I'm also not yelling at people on the sideline. Uh, I'm a little worried about their defensive discontent, particularly Jalen Ramsey. And had that not been an issue, I'd be picking Jacksonville to win, but eh, it doesn't look great out there right now. Morale does not seem to be at an all-time high. So I'm going Tennessee. Okay. Uh, Next up, we've got Denver at Green Bay, the first of the Sunday early games. And yeah, I'm, not really much of a Packer fan, but uh, I'm on the bandwagon for this week with Aaron Rodgers. I'll say Packers win this by a couple of touchdowns, Green Bay 27, Denver 13. Okay. Uh, I I have a closer game, actually. I'm picking Green Bay to win 24-20. So I think Denver hangs around a little bit. I think this is going to be more of a defensive matchup. So Aaron Rodgers is still going to prevail, but I think the Denver defense will slow him down a little bit. All right, next, the pick that really pains me to make, but uh, actually I'm not sure. You know, I, I think I know which way you're going on the pick, but uh, these are two quarterbacks that you like a lot and I'm not real fond of, but we've got the Josh Allen's hosting the Ginger Ninja, Andy Dalton's, and I'm going to go with the uh, the Josh Allen's to win this at home, home opener 24 to 21 as they finally beat a non-New York team not playing in the Meadowlands. It's it's a nice change for them. Uh, I I always like when Buffalo plays at home because their fans are absolutely wild in the parking lot, and the videos that come out of there are just unbelievable. 
Um, but I'm thinking the future Josh Allen to beat the Ginger Ninja this week, 27-16. I think it's going to be a pretty convincing win. I'm I'm fired up about it. All right. So far, we're three for three. I, I, I'm pretty sure we're not going 16-0 and 0 this week. And I know we're, we're not, not going 16-0 and 0 next week because the bye week starts next week. So there won't yeah. be 16 games to go 16-0 and 0 on. But uh, I suspect um, there will be some sure. dissension here soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe not on this team. The Eagles banged up as they are uh, hosting the Lions. And if it were a fight between a Lion and an Eagle, I'd pick the Lion. But uh, in, in a football game, I'm going with the home team. The Eagles' uh, final score, Eagles 35, Detroit 24. I have no idea who's going to score 35 points for the Eagles, but I suspect uh, someone will. Miles Sanders. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I that's, I'm that's actually taking the the undefeated Detroit Lions to win this game, 28-24. Uh, you may recall they didn't have a tie week one. That's so a bit of a cop out, but they get they get a big goose egg in loss column. I think that continues. They could they could go 16, well 15-0 and one. It's possible. I think that this week's a good step. They're coming to Lincoln Financial Field, coming out with a victory. Uh, Eagles very banged up on both sides of the ball. They weren't looking incredibly dominant before that. Not that the Lions were, but they gutted one out last week. And I think Matt Stafford's going to do it again. So in the in the hugely unlikely event that Detroit actually goes 15-0-1 and then runs the table and wins the Super Bowl, do you think the Miami Dolphins would uh, feel threatened or not? The 72 Dolphins, the undefeated Super Bowl champs who are well, at that point, that the year. city of Miami may have traded the entirety of the 72 Dolphins team to other cities for potential draft picks. Uh, they so they may not be around. Again. Yeah, they could they could be on the field. So there's a lot of variables that go why. into it. I'm thinking yeah. Mercury Morris will not be concerned, but you just never know. He could be he could be on the Lions at that point. He could have been his his rights could have been traded to Detroit. So maybe he's excited about it. Okay. I'm not taking um, anything off the table. But he won't be going to the World Football League this time around. Probably um, not. So probably not. Yep. So next up we've got uh, one of the two mismatches of the day, or one of the big mismatches of the day, and that's uh, yeah. The Luke Fox uh, going up against the Tom Brady's, and you know, I, I mean, I guess there's a good chance the Jets could cover if the Patriots put him, you know, treat it like a preseason game. But my guess is they won't. Uh, I'm going to go with the Patriots to cover the spread handily. I'll go uh, Patriots 37, Jets three, and I'm not sure how the Ooh, Jets are okay. going to score three points. I mean, I know they're field actually... goals, but I'm not sure they're going to do it. Well, yeah, generally the field goal is the way to do it. Um, but I'm I'm taking New England to win 42, but I'm taking the Jets to score 14 points. I think they're going to squeak out a couple of touchdowns. Sure, that might be garbage time, but I think they'll put something on the board. Or special teams kick off return. They'll get a lot of those. Yeah, and it's possible. I, I'm, I'm thinking that they're just a little cranky enough to put something up there. Maybe it'll be Demarius okay. Thomas. Yeah, that would be funny. After giving the Patriots the Jets plays the whole game, he'll score a garbage time <laughs> touchdown for the Jets. That's my ideal game script. This is, this is the best case scenario. Garbage time touchdown. And then and at, thank you for letting them. 
feeding them the play. And they all, I, I still need him at some point to rip his jersey off and have a Patriots jersey under it. That's That would be the only way this could get better. The only possible We're going to have to put him in a straitjacket so he can't give hand signals to the Patriots from the Jets. <laughs> Make sure that man's not wearing an Apple Watch. We saw that happen this week, this year in Major League Baseball. you got to be careful with that. Send in yeah, signs via right. Apple Watch. All right. You're getting a phone call. Yeah. You'll be calling your <laughs> Patriots sideline through his Apple Watch, which will probably He's, he's actually wearing one of the mic'd up helmets. He's, he's wired. The poor defense won't even have yeah. one. He just took theirs. It'll be fine. Okay. So next up, we've got uh, Oakland on the road against Minnesota. I think uh, Minnesota wins this fairly easily. I'll say Minnesota 31, Oakland 21. We've got Minnesota winning 24-14, so we're we're kind of in the same vein, just a little, a little lower scoring on my end, that's all. All right. Uh, next up, uh, I think our, our – our string is well actually it ran out already with the Detroit Philadelphia game, but I guess yeah, we're not going to agree on this. Pretty one. sure we're not going to agree on this. Is uh, Baltimore at Kansas City? Apparently, you're a little bit higher on Baltimore than I am. I mean, I like the fact that they've won two games, but I'm not real impressed with the opposition. Kansas City, not the best defense in the world, but uh, their offense. I'm not sure Baltimore is going to be able to stop them. I think it's a high-scoring game, but I'll go with Kansas City to pull out the victory at home. Final score, Kansas City 31, Baltimore 27. I have Baltimore winning this 34-30. All of the fantasy points, all of the offense, not a whole lot of defense. Um, I I believe in the Ravens. I believe in Lamar Jackson. I think it's going to be a good thing. Uh, Kansas City's great, but they're very banged up. They're, you know, things are things are a little weird out there, and their defense is not what it once was. I think they're vulnerable. I think this is this is could potentially be a bit of a trap game for them. Right. Uh, next up, we've got the other uh, mismatch of the week. So the less said about this game, the better, especially since it involves the Cowboys. But uh, I think Miami's <laughs> going to put up 17 points, but it will not be enough against Dallas's 42 points. I went I went Dallas 34, Miami 7. Not a lot of redeeming qualities here for the Dolphins. They might just be trading people during the game. Kenyon Drake could get traded to the Cowboys during this game, potentially. Yeah. If uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, quote-unquote, accidentally wanders into the wrong you know, locker room at halftime, you'll know something's up. Yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, he doesn't really want to be there either, but they're not talking about trading him yet. So he's probably just waiting his turn. Yeah, they're, they're just trying to build up his trade value and then swap him off on maybe the Steelers. Yeah, keep that beard growing. So that's where the money is. Season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up, we've got uh, Atlanta at Indianapolis. Atlanta looked horrible on the road week one, looked good week two at home. On the road again, week three against Indianapolis. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Atlanta in this. Uh, to me, this is kind of a toss-up, but I'll, I'll say that uh, Matt Ryan has a good game against the Indianapolis secondary, and I'll uh, go with Atlanta to win this by a field goal, 27-24. I'm taking Indianapolis to win this at home, 30-27. to So a little higher scoring, but same same basic premise you have here, just a different winner. Um, I, I'm still very much on the Indy bandwagon. I don't know what the heck to make of Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to you know, until they prove me wrong, Julio Jones is great, but somebody else needs to be great there. And it's it's an odd number week. Might not be good for them. I'm going I'm putting all my eggs in the Indianapolis basket here. 
All right. Uh, next up, we've got a, a, a not very good, although young team uh, with Arizona, with the exception of Larry Fitzgerald, of course, going up against Carolina. Not a spring chicken. <laughs> home game for uh, Arizona, and I think that's what makes the difference here. Um, I think if they were fully healthy, the Carolina would win this, but they're obviously not. And so I'm going to go with uh, Kyler Murray's uh, 24, the Cam Newton's 21. I'm taking Kyler Murray to win 30 to 20, and I think I'd pick Arizona to win even if Carolina was all the way healthy. I'm just going on the record. I I, I think I'm I think I'm okay with Arizona. I think that I like play the young upstart. It'd be nice if they played an entire football game instead of having to play, you know, basically a quarter and a half at the end of the game at a frenetic pace. But, you know, maybe this week they will. Could get wild. Next up, we've got uh, my beloved Giants on the road at Tampa Bay. First career start for Daniel Jones. I think this is the start of a 14-game winning streak for the Giants. And uh, But I think it's, it's not going to get off to a very auspicious start. But... Uh, I think they do out, eke out a victory here. I'll say Giants 31, Tampa 30, and I'm sure we disagree on this game. We do, we do. Um, I, I'm excited for the Daniel Jones era. I think it's starting too soon, but uh, I think Tampa Bay is going to win this 28-21, so I think the Giants will look more functional than they have, uh, but their defense is not good right now. Tampa Bay isn't a whole lot better, but I, I think they have the edge there. Well, if nothing else, the Giants should get more running, <clears throat> rushing yards out of the quarterback position this Sunday than they I'm have the last five years combined. So. Eli yeah. Manning, not fleet of foot. Not so much. No. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, the Mannings are not good runners. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Houston at the Chargers. Um, should be, yeah. I, I don't know if I would call this a shootout, but I think it'll be fairly high scoring. But uh, I'll go with the Chargers at home to win by a late field goal. I'll say uh, Chargers 27, the Houston's 24. Okay. I, I went with the shootout theme. I just went higher. Uh, I went Houston winning 34-30. So lots of fantasy points to be had here. All right. Um, what do you think of Austin Eckler? Is he even a real deal, or do you think there's still yes. a chance Justin Jackson no, overtakes him at some point? Or I think I think it's Austin Eckler's show. Unless he gets hurt, I, I don't see any reason to take the ball out of his hand. All right. Then uh, I'll ask you a similar question about uh, one of our teams in the next uh, game, New Orleans at Seattle. Seattle, uh, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny starting to get some more action and look pretty good. Do you think Chris Carson's job is in danger at any point this season or more specifically the next so. few weeks? No, I think, I think he's still the guy and I, I think he's, he's got a better pair of hands out of the backfield, which is a little more important now that they don't have a lot of depth at wide receiver. Uh, their offensive line also is terrible. So there's going to be a lot of chances to dink and dunk out of the backfield. I think Chris Carson's job safe. All right. Uh, speaking of the Chris Carsons and the Alvin Kamara's, uh, the tough, tough uh, task for Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill, whoever their starting quarterback is, yeah. if you <laughs> choose to believe uh, Sean Payton, okay, it's, it's he has the new four-year contract extension. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll say Seattle. You know, again, Drew Brees quarterbacking. I think this is a closer game, but uh, I'm going to go with Seattle by. A touchdown at home here. I'll say uh, Seattle 27, New Orleans 20. 
I'm taking New Orleans 27-20, even though they're in Seattle, even though they got quarterback issues. Uh, they still have a lot more talent on offense. Their defense, while it's not great, it has a few less holes than Seattle's. Uh, I think that despite the let's let's not you know tip our hand at quarterback here, I think they're still going to be able to pull out a victory here. Okay. Um, next up, we've got. Uh, I, I mean, the, the whole you know who's our quarterback thing. Uh, to me, that's just dumb. You know, kind of. Ridiculous. I mean, does anybody really? Everybody know? knows Teddy Bridgewater. It's, Nobody's planning for Taysom Hill. It, it's like, yeah, it's, it's just so stupid. Nobody thinks I mean, you're doing would, a good thing right now, Sean Payton. Nobody. I mean, it would be like Mike Tomlin coming out and saying, oh, do you think it's going to be Devlin Hodges or Mason Rudolph? And he says, oh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure. Or we haven't made up our mind yet. Yeah, come it's on. Like, we know. Great. Yeah. It's just, all right. So the whole thing's dumb. Speaking of Pittsburgh, they're on the road against the Jimmy Garoppolo's this week. Uh, we mentioned revenge oh, game for McDonald's. And I, I know you, you already tipped your hand here that you're uh, picking the 49ers I at did. home. Uh, I, I think the uh, Steelers, 0-2 Steelers, are going to get off the schneid here. So I'm going to pick them to uh, start off the Mason Rudolph uh, era on the right foot. I'll say uh, Pittsburgh 31, San Francisco 24. I am I'm I want to be wrong about this, but I am going to pick the the 49ers to win 28-20. Uh, I think Mason Rudolph has great potential here. I'm a little concerned that James Conner is not 100%. Uh, the the amount of injuries and you know kind of the way their locker room has sounded all week is what's making me a little hesitant. So despite the fact that I'm very much not on the Jimmy G bandwagon, I'm going to pick the 49ers to to get a little victory here at home. All right, uh, now we've got the uh, the mercurial Cleveland Browns um, hosting the Rams. So far, the Browns have a, a road victory over a, a beleaguered Jets team and a home loss against the Titans team that uh, hard to figure out. But uh, Rams, I think that's a, a whole new level for them. And I think uh, Jared Goff and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, you know, yeah, you know, so they'll be hooking up all day, you know, for touchdowns. A bit and of I a think, who's uh, Rams, who. <laughs> the Rams will win this uh, pretty handily. I'll say Rams 34, Cleveland 24. I picked the Rams to win 30 to 17. Uh, I I've expressed my concerns about Cleveland before. You know, they the injuries and and some of these these things have come up and dehydration and cramping and whatever nonsense is going on and $130,000 watches. There's a lot to unpack with the Browns. Unfortunately, they don't have the talent to hang here with the Rams. They're going to have to be throwing the ball because they're going to be playing from behind. And that's a tough defense to be doing that on. I don't think it's Baker Mayfield's night, but uh, Jared Goff, despite the fact that he's in quarterback purgatory, uh, I think he's still going to get a victory here. Speaking of Baker Mayfield, I got an interesting uh, text from a friend this week. He said, "Do you are you sold on Baker Mayfield being the real deal yet?" So let me uh, turn that question over to you, and then I'll uh, chime in with my two cents. But uh, I am I am not sold on him being the real deal yet. I think it's a lot of of kind of pomp and circumstance and and misdirection. Like, oh look over here, look over there. I think right now. 
had had the team been put together a little differently, I think he'd have a better chance. He has a lot of great talent at wide receiver, but there's a lot of competing personalities. There's a lot of a lot of stuff there right now, and I don't think it's necessarily the best for his particular personality and the way that he is as a player. So I don't I don't know if I'm ready to say he's the real deal yet. I, I think the my two cents was that the ability is there, but I just I'm not sure the focus is yet. It just seems like he really yeah. enjoys the whole being a celebrity thing and showing up at the he Kentucky Derby. He likes being an NFL quarterback, but I'm not sure he actually is but... ready to be one yet. I mean, I'm I mean, sure he's he, Matt Liner he hanging be, out in the hot tub. Just, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think on the the Matt Liner, you know, Johnny Manziel, you know. You know if that's one end of the spectrum and Tom Brady is the other end of the spectrum, I, I think he's probably somewhere in the middle, maybe a little bit closer to the Matt Liner, Johnny Menzel um, yeah, side. But, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I think he has the ability to, to be a you know above average quarterback. Could he be a top five or a top three quarterback you know, as he was being drafted this year? I think maybe, but you know, I, I don't think he's there yet. Yeah, I don't think he's there yet. Maybe another two years, but not unless some things change of the path that he's on. So well, maybe he'll prove me wrong, but you know, like you said, there just yeah. seems to be too much other stuff going on on that team right now. And there's a lot of noise from the outside looking in. It just seems like you know the you know the the coach there might you know the kitchens might not have the best control over what's all going on there. So that's a lot, it's a lot to hand to a rookie head coach. I mean, geez, Louise there, look at all these teams that are, are getting fleeced. Look how Odell Beckham Jr. Ended up there. How Jarvis Landry ended up there. Look what's happening with these big personalities. They're dictating how, how, where they play and how they play and what's going on. It's a lot to, to give to a coach with no experience at the NFL level that you have this young quarterback with a big personality, you have these wide receivers, you have this whole Cleveland mystique and this crazy fandom that's there. It's, it's a lot to put on one human who there are people who could handle it. I'm not sure that he can't yet, but I'm not sure that he can either. Okay. Um, now that wow. we've finished our soliloquies on Baker Mayfield, let's uh, wrap up with the uh, Monday <laughs> evening game so that you get a little time for DFS. Then, but yeah. uh, we got the Redskins hosting the Bears. Uh, not one of the stellar Monday night matchups this season, but uh, given that that's what it is, I'll go with the Bears to win this pretty easily. Uh, second road victory in a, a row. I'll, I'll take the Bears 27-17. I'm going to take I, – I have the Bears winning very similarly, 27-20. Uh, I just think that defense is going to be too much for Washington, who's – Got a bit of their own issues, uh, particularly with running backs and Jay Gruden. But uh, as you said, we've got a couple of DFS picks as well. Uh, if you're looking for some stacks this week, there are some really good options. If you really want to pay for it, go for Dallas. But uh, more budget-friendly ones in Detroit, Arizona, Buffalo, and Tampa Bay. Uh, quarterback Jameis Winston, Jacoby Brissett, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, and Mason Rudolph are all good values. Wide receiver Nelson Aguilar is going to get a ton of looks. DK Metcalf, John Brown, Benny Fowler out in uh, in New York had great chemistry with Daniel. But I Jones didn't hear Daniel Jones on your list. He he was not on my list, but Benny Fowler is. 
And James Washington, as you alluded to, has that chemistry from college with Nathan Rudolph. At running back, Devontae Freeman, the price is right. He's got a good matchup. Frank Gore, Aaron Jones, and Carlos Hyde. At tight end, Greg Olson, Jared Cook, Jason Witten, and TJ Hawkinson. And in defenses, the 49ers, Titans, and Bills. That's what we've got for you this week, guys. If you have any questions, you can find us all. (laughs) No Devin Smith. (laughs) You can find us all over social media. We are on Twitter at the number four THN inches show and at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the fantasy football Sherpa fan page. And we'll be back next Wednesday night from nine to 10 PM Eastern time as we are every week. Good luck this week. Unless of course you're playing us. Thanks so much for listening. Go Dolphins.